The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalib Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Odd is Matt Mosley. Welcome on this Monday holiday hangover in full effect. But uh, we're going to roll through this thing, and we've got all sorts of breaking news today. Um, We'll get into uh, some of that in Campus Confidential. We've got coaching changes. We've got, man, the coach who was going to be so great in the Big 12 is not going to be staying with Cincinnati. Uh, We've got... um, We've got some Matt Rule to talk about. He is back in college football. Oh, man, it's been a big weekend. And and, um, at 420, we're going to talk to, well, we're going to talk to Derek. And uh, Derek Smith uh, was out there with the the Bears uh, at that tournament in Florida. I believe that place was called Estero or something like that. It looked kind of neat, looked fun. Apparently the hurricane did enough damage, though, where the beaches were not really open. Okay, so they couldn't really get out on the beach and do all of that. But So it had to be basketball-focused. And for the most part, Bears had a really good run there. It ended, sadly, last night uh, to Michigan. And uh, Michigan's been a tough out for these Bears last couple of seasons. But uh, it, it, it things will be okay. Things will be okay. they got a couple of players that are hoping to get back. Lots of positives. The negative was just just fell apart on them late in the game. I mean, up four, uh, made a nice comeback, had been playing great, and then just just didn't get it done down the stretch. There were some uh, there was just some things that didn't go their way, and uh, they end up losing that game to Michigan. Michigan goes on a nine nothing run down the stretch. So Derek, who you hear on. Baylor baseball, Baylor women's basketball. You hear him on the PA at games, pregame. He's a busy man. He'll be on with us at uh, 420. And uh, so excited to uh, to get to visit with Derek. And um, Aaron, I, I, the uh, scoreboard's always an interesting show. We all get together on Fridays, and then you start to – it starts to narrow down a little bit. I do appreciate – Mart went to a place, and I've had some incredible friends from Van, Texas. In fact, uh, being a Kaufman Lion myself, we used to play Van. But that's not who Mart was playing. Mart was playing in Van, and uh, Tom, of course, and Coach Tusa on the call, uh, 58-0 in that regional semifinals. Um, And uh, that's a uh, sixth shutout for Mart. At 13-0, as they get, I mean, they just keep that thing rolling. And they will play uh, Love Lady um, next week at uh, in that uh, Region 3 2A final um, at uh, A&M Consolidated. All right, so that'll be that'll be interesting as uh, as we go. And just looking at a few of these things, Toller, 
just did it again, took care of Hamilton, 63 at 7. We know that was a rematch. And then Aaron Abbott, I love taking a look at uh, Abbott, just right down the road from us. Shout out to Abbott, everybody in Abbott out there listening to us today. Love the program, love what you did. And uh, 32-24 over Gordon as the number one ranked Abbott Panthers. Uh, I mean, this is, uh, by the way, Aaron, this is the first time all season that Abbott didn't win by the six-man football mercy rule. Uh, but they did get a win. Do you think, Aaron, the Abbott folks are upset when they don't mercy rule somebody? <laughs> Gordon put up a big-time fight. So you're just kind of happy to get out of that alive. But this is a this is an extremely dominant team and um, excited for that. And then um, I saw, I believe, um, West did get uh, – Knocked out. China Spring, huge, huge win, and uh, really, uh, really put it on Lake Worth. And so, uh, China Springs just uh, they knocked out my alma mater, and they continue to roll. And so they uh, they did it, and that thing was not even close. In fact, I'm looking at some of the pictures from that game. Aaron, is that the uh, who would you if it, would you vote China Spring for coolest looking uniforms of all our? Uh, of all our area teams, that Columbia Blue, is there anything that looks better on a Friday night? Man, they, theirs are pretty great. Um, trying to think. I do like, it's pretty simple design, but I love the Waco High uniforms, with mm-hmm. the, especially when they're solid red with the white line on the helmet. Um, but yeah, China Spring would have to definitely be up there. i tell you what, the Crawford looks pretty intimidating, too. Uh, in, in those dark colors, you know, with a little, uh, little gold accent there. Um, I, that's, a I like, I like what Crawford puts out there and, uh, Crawford with a big win over Riesel. We were, uh, we were kind of following that because of course Riesel was a fourth place team in its district and then in by district they won and then they kept winning. And so, uh, um, you knew at some point though, they were going to run up against that buzzsaw, uh, and boy, every time I look at Crawford, of course, Breck Chambers, number four for Crawford, is doing something. And um, uh, he was racing down the sideline the other night. I believe that was in the second quarter, Aaron, with a 78 yard touchdown. All right. And then uh, West lost to a team I used to play against, Malakoff. And uh, that was 35 14. Uh, really good year for West. And. Um, Nothing to be ashamed of. In fact, uh, uh, Easton Paxton loved watching him play this season, and so some really good, uh, really good stuff. And so, anyway, there's some there's some great. What I, one of the things I appreciate about our local newspapers and 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 watching, looking at the Waco Trib, is they'll put on their website tons of um, pictures up from those games, and I'm not talking about just one or two. Some of these games they'll put they'll put seven uh, they'll they'll put seven to ten pictures up. So always a good thing. Um, now I've been putting this off because it's almost too hard to talk about. The Bears have checked out on the uh, well the regular season bowl game still hanging in the balance. We'll uh, we'll see where that ends up. 
people have thought anywhere from Phoenix to Memphis. And then in, in to the projection I saw today from somebody that covers Kansas State had the Bears in one of those games in the Metroplex. Either the, um, I believe they call one of those things the Serve Pro. There's an Armed Forces Bowl. That's in Fort Worth. And then there's a Serve Pro uh, bowl game that's for first responders, and I believe that thing's over at SMU. I think that's at Gerald Ford Stadium. So the Bears could end up in the Metroplex. It's good and bad news. You like to see the players get to go somewhere uh, that they would never would normally not get to go to. Um, Baylor has a huge fan base in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So from a ticket standpoint and attendance and all that, I think that would be a really good scenario in some ways. Um, Aaron, I uh, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I mean, when you go six and six, I don't really think you can kind of, I don't think you're in position to be like, oh, no, we, we deserve to go here or go there. It, it was a really weird season in the fact that they kind of found something and then they lost it again. They found something during a, during a, uh, a a three-game winning streak that really, I mean, I was so impressed. And then down the stretch with what happened, K-State, TCU, and then at Texas. Are all those good teams? Yeah, yeah. But certainly left opportunities out on the field. The TCU comes to mind. But right now, we got to react a little bit. And we'll let you do that today um, to that Texas loss because – with the Gabe Hall, with that play that happened, you know, in the second half. I mean, I you in the especially the last season, you would love Baylor's chances if they're leading going into the fourth quarter or right there or have it close. And they made that big play. They're sitting there with a lead. Texas is a team that fades in the second half, and Texas lines up. And just and just runs it right down Baylor's throat. I mean, they finally. I wish Sark had kept throwing the ball because, of course, when they finally loaded up and and handed it to Roshan Johnson and Bijan Robinson, they they just put it in. And all year long, there have been some issues. Now Baylor has some great players. Their pass rush at times was good the other day. Uh, soft on the edges. Soft on the edges against the run. And and then you know you when your safeties and your cornerbacks your DBs come up they got to make those plays and they were you know they were either taking poor angles or just not bringing Robinson down Roshan also I thought brought it and and um, certainly has had a great career for them it's probably B. John Robinson's last home game uh, for the Longhorns as, as he'll uh, turn pro he was crying after the game but it was tears of joy sadly or maybe tears of, of his season his time of playing there in Austin coming to an end. He probably won't play in the bowl game. I wouldn't expect him to. I it, this That game, to me, Aaron, kind of encapsulated, uh, was maybe a bit of a microcosm of what has ailed the Baylor this year. There have been teams in the past, 2019 and last year's team, 2021, that r- rose to the occasion and almost relished these tight, you know, uh, ball games. And, boy, the Bears, there were moments where they, they lined up and bludgeoned uh, Texas, ran the ball well. I mean, I, Reese, obviously, I mean, does some, some great things. And then and then they just they, they couldn't 
I mean, there were plays in that game, in fact, where you're just so impressed with the passing game and, and some of what Shapin's capable of doing. But there's always seemingly one or two of those throws that you would love to have back or he would love to have back. And one of those just came at a crucial, crucial moment. Bears going down there. I think they have a chance to move the ball down. They've got plenty of time. Go down there and win that ball game. And he was late. He actually led the receiver too much. I think that might have been Howe coming across the middle. Now I'm thinking and wonder if it was Baldwin. One of those receivers, either Baldwin or Howe. Uh, and... I don't know, you know, there's a, there's a chance I need to look at that over and over again. I looked at the replay, and I wondered, okay, did he think, was he supposed to not let the defensive back cross his face? I don't know, but the ball was put in a bad spot. It was outside even the wingspan of the of the receiver, and so he really couldn't make a play on the ball. The only thing I, saw, I thought I saw when I looked back at it is, well, did the receiver – was he supposed to keep coming, and Blake thought he was, and threw it to a spot? Whatever the case may be, it was a backbreaker. Texas put it away, and the Longhorns win. And quite honestly, Aaron, I think we have to admit that Texas has to, I mean, let's not act like it's the greatest season ever or something, but they did finish the year, was it 8-4? and four? And... I mean, they came within, they needed a Kansas victory or they could have been playing in the Big 12 title game. They didn't get that. K-State took care of business. But you have to feel, I would say Longhorn fans have to feel pretty decent about the trajectory of their program coming out of that. Um, And it was a big win for them. I mean, I, I keep coming back to if Baylor had a finished even with wins over TCU and Texas or even win one of those games, you feel so much better about seven and five uh you feel great about eight and four especially where you were in the season and then what happened against k-state and and that's the hard thing this team had that chance i mean aaron what which games did they not have a chance in well they got blown out by k-state and they they were hanging around osu they they fought back and got in that game so really only one where they just got outmatched where you would just say, okay, sorry, they just got beat by a way better team. I mean, they, they get beat by TCU on the gun on a last-second drive, and you could question some of the decisions late in that game. Um, it's a very, very frustrating ending to the season, and we're going to have a lot of time to look back at it. I want you to set your schedules for 5:20 this afternoon. Now Aggies know that at five o'clock we're gonna we're gonna talk some because that was a big win for you guys. I want to let you celebrate, and we're gonna have our Aggies insider from the uh, the the Brian Eagle, the College Station newspaper. Uh, Travis Brown will be on with us at five o'clock, and we'll let the Aggies rejoice a little bit. Okay, we've laughed a little bit at the Aggies this year. Let's let them rejoice. It's a great win over LSU, and. Um, some people will be excited to hear that they fired their offensive coordinator today. What kind of difference will that make? We'll see. We'll talk to an Aggies insider. At 520, though, set your schedules. If you're listening right now at work and you're going to be driving home or whatever, call us. I'm going to open up the phone lines, and we're going to do some texting. We'll have the text lines open and the phone lines. Believe it or not, 
both things can be open at the same time. Aaron, does that sound right to you? I believe we can have traffic on both of those things. Phone calls and texting. It's 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 a really kind of a new wave thing that we're we're doing. Uh, and we're going to we're going to be waiting for you and uh, we'll talk about Baylor and the demise at least against the Longhorns. Um, is it a lost season? Well, perhaps not. I mean, they got all they got a bowl game coming up. They got all those workouts to do. Maybe they can start to carve some momentum out heading into next season. Was the season a disappointment? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You say, well, Matt, if they don't win the, the Big 12 title, it's always a disappointment. Well, sure, sure. But this was supposed to be a lot better. And th- there's going to be a lot of questions asked and a lot of examination. And we'll do that a little bit at 520. All right, though. Our man Derek, play-by-play for the Baylor women's basketball, joins us next. Baylor Women's Basketball with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm here on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home and back in action Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center hosting Houston Christian. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Sunday for Baylor Women's Basketball. Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Everyone at Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac, loves giving back to the Central Texas community. Once again, they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps' Toys for Tots campaign, and they're asking for you to participate. Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 9th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy for Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac and drop it in the bed of the 2023 GMC Sierra Crew Cab pickup truck on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute those toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from the dealership, Richard Carr will purchase $100 worth of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. 
Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. BP Services of Waco is a licensed and fully insured electrical contractor for industrial, commercial, and residential projects in the Central Texas area. Your home or business will be in good hands with BP Services, whether you need a complete wiring overhaul, simply installing or replacing electrical outlets, or when your power goes out. Their electricians will promptly and safely help with the installation of motion sensors, recess lighting, LED above and under counter lighting, smoke detectors, outdoor generators, outdoor lighting, custom lighting designs, electrical panel upgrades, and circuit breaker replacements. Call BP Services today for a free estimate within 24 hours. And if you agree to the estimate, 15% off your bill. 254-292-8908. Call BP Services when electricity is on your list. Call BP Services your need. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Genco's Black Friday Cyber Monday Auto Loan Special is here. Apply for your auto loan online and receive a 0.15% loan discount. Plus, every auto loan gets 90 days with no payments. Then have a chance to win 90 more days with no payments. Black Friday Cyber Monday only at Genco. This special runs till December 2nd. Every online application gets an additional discount plus 90 days no payments. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org, member NCUA. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Eagles rolled past the Packers on Sunday night football. Aaron Rodgers left the game with a rib injury. Eagles win 40-33. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. Kick at 7-15 on ESPN. AP poll has Georgia at number one, followed by Michigan at two, TCU three, and USC at four. Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Washington, and Clemson round out the top ten. College football playoff ranking show comes out tomorrow night. UMHB will host round three of the NCAA playoffs at Crusader Stadium after the crew beat Trinity 24-17 and Bethel beat Linfield 31-13. UMHB and Bethel will kick off at noon on Saturday, pregame at 11.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Dallas Mavericks went 0-3 on the road trip and now will sign Kimba Walker, a four-time All-Star, to try to help the offense. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, glad to be joined by Derek Smith. Uh, the uh, boy does play-by-play for Baylor women's basketball, baseball, does so much work for football on the pre- and post-game PA work. Derek, are, are you um, uh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way? I mean, you had to work all the way through Thanksgiving, but there are worse places than the the Gulf Coast Classic or the Showcase, we should call that in uh, florida are you uh, have you had a chance to get a nap or, or are you just kind of uh how are you just kind of settling in 
Well, hey, Matt, and uh, thanks for having me on, and happy Thanksgiving to you, too. I, I, I will confirm that I did have a little nap when I got back into town today, and that was <laughs> nice. We got up pretty early this morning after after a late night, but it was good to be down there, a lot of good basketball, and, you know, really a, a good opportunity for the Bears, so I think they, they grew this week. All right, I, I, I wanted to, first of all, before we get to last night's game, um, the 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 win over Villanova. I mean, I, I the part of the growth that, that you're kind of referencing and all, you know, Baylor continues to hope they're going to get some of these players back and and well get Dre Edwards for the first time. Uh, and Asia Blackwell has uh, uh, we haven't really had a great read on her injury. Before I get to that Villanova game, um, have you got been around Asia to get any kind of the last updates we heard? or I heard before the break, were a little bit vague. and But I but it seemed like I'm starting to hear some more, in fact, listening to Nikki last night, uh, some more hopeful things. Because, of course, when you don't say anything about an injury, it leads fans and everybody else to in the media to be like, okay, this does not seem good. What's the, what's kind of, what, which way is this trending with Asia's injury? Well, and, you know, and so, you know, as you talk about not hearing anything, I know, you know, you've talked about this, but for people who don't know it, you know, the players sign waivers to release their injury information. And Asia has not, Asia was one player who didn't do that. Players, uh, players don't have to. So that means that Baylor can't release anything on that. And so, you know, it's a lower leg injury with an indefinite timetable for return. You know, I think the two words that you wait to hear that are are, are scary are season ending, and we haven't heard that. So, uh-huh. you know, she wasn't down in Florida. She wasn't down in Florida. So everything kind of remains the same. You know, she's got that lower leg injury with that indefinite timetable, and for the time being, they're learning to play, uh, learning to play without her. But you know, obviously, the hope is that at some point you're able to see her back out there, but we just don't know. All right, that's a good explanation, and um, it brought a little more context uh, to it, and and that that's interesting because I, I when I first heard that about the waiver thing, I'm like, is this a is this another way a coach can like not give us information? But this is a little even more formal than um, yeah, very than, formal. than any yeah yeah. So that's it could a, be a sneeze. That, she could have a bad cold, and we couldn't and, you know and yeah. we can't release that info. Yeah, I find it. I find it, well. I've never really. I'm not used to a coach even sharing that the player has signed that. You know, like that's a that's a little bit of a new one on me. But uh, uh, you know, it, it again because of this program's notoriety and where it's been ranked over the years, and uh, there's going to be more uh, eyes on that. And so, of course, we'll just uh, we'll just hope for the best. Uh, now, this game against um, Villanova. I mean, you get you get ranked. You get a ranked opponent. Um, this, I, I was kind of looking at how, and of course you, this was on flow hoops. So I was mainly getting my information, Derek, by listening to you and Sophia, but the we'll bears, that. well, you bet the bears sometimes will have these sort of breakout quarters in that one. It kind of happened to be the uh, second quarter, uh, when they jump out and score 32 points. I mean, is that sort of, I mean, I've watched obviously some of these games, um, is that kind of what the season's been like so far? Is like every once in a while you get a glimpse of what this thing could be, and then they'll kind of go back to doing some other stuff. Is is this is is right now this kind of a a, a bit of a roller coaster early in the season? 
You know, it's funny. It, 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 they're still looking to put together that complete against the best opponents, I'd say 40 minutes. And I think the standards are very high. I think they really put together a good, you know, against Villanova, a really good game from start to finish with a couple mm-hmm. of dips here and there, like, like you might expect. But I think because of, you know, dealing with the loss of Asia Blackwell and working in a lot of new players, many of whom are freshmen playing major minutes, I think that's that's par for the course in my mind for this time of year as you'll see Dariana Littlepage-Bugs and Bella Fauntleroy in a game or in a stretch that look like, you know, Dariana was a, a, a McDonald's All-American, Gatorade Player of the Year. Uh, Bella was a Gatorade Player of the Year. You can see exactly why they were brought here, and you get that glimpse of what it's going to yeah. be like with a couple of six-footers who can get it done at both ends. But they're still learning. They're, they're still learning, and they're getting tested with some veteran teams in this week, this last week, against particularly Maryland, Villanova, and Michigan. And, and that's a good thing. The only way you find out where you are is to measure yourself against teams like that. And I, the hope, obviously, as we look into December and Big 12, is that these growing pains coalesce into, you know, against Arizona and when Big 12 begins, into that maturity, whoever's out there on the floor, that the, these newcomers are really ready to go because it's a cliche, but at that point, they're almost not freshmen anymore. Yeah, I think that's right. And, uh, boy, Fauntleroy, by the way, I, when, I love her release. Like, you can just tell, my goodness, the more confident she gets, though that three – you know, you can just see, you can just look and go. That's pretty pure, and 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 of course, she doesn't. She's not shy from the moment, and and we'll get out there. What did you talking to Derek Smith, who uh, who calls uh, basketball for uh, the Baylor women? He and Sophia were out there for this uh, showcase, the Gulf Coast uh, showcase. Thought that was interesting. That Jaden Owens, I mean, we sort of in our minds get used to what role players have. And I really, so far this season, I've loved how she runs the floor. She sees the floor well, especially good on the fast break at, at getting the ball up there. But then in these, in back-to-back games, in the showcase, she really scored. Uh, it, it, in fact, had, um, well, against uh, Villanova, uh, 17 points. And I believe ended up with 22 in that loss to, to Michigan it, did that seem like an orchestrated type thing? Hey, Jaden, we want you to pull the trigger more. Is that just in the natural flow of the offense? Like how much of that felt designed, Derek, and how much of that was kind of like, hey, Jaden just saw some openings? You know, I think when they see, you know, they're they're really taught to read, react, to know their personnel and to see what's, what available, what's there in front of them and react to the openings that are there. And they were there. And, you know, particularly at the end of the first half against uh, Villanova on Saturday and then for a couple of stretches against Michigan on Sunday, those lanes were there. And, you know, and maybe they might have even been there a little bit more. You know, I think you're right. When you talk about someone whose role has not been that much of a scorer, it's funny when they get 17 and 22 in back-to-back games, setting back-to-back career highs, maybe they, maybe Jaden could have even done that a little bit more because in the flow of those games, it might not have been a selfish play for her to do so um, because it was obviously very effective. I think she saw the opening there. She was aggressive. She's the veteran out there uh, along with Jamie and Sarah, particularly if Caitlin's not in the game. And you like seeing that from her. Um, And then you also want to see her, if her offensive game continues to improve as far as being a scorer, you know, still that passing part of her game. She's the Big 12's uh, leader in assists per game you know, continue to distribute the ball and cut down on the turnovers. Because I think 
on the flip side of the points, that was a little bit of the casualty, her assist to turnover numbers. I know Coach Nicky talked to her about, you know, making sure that you protect the ball a little bit better because that's one thing that Coach Nicky hates more than anything is turnovers, and Jaden knows that. And so I think we'll see that uh, improve as she continues to grow as a not just a role player on this team, but a, a main focus. All right, uh, they lose last night to uh, Michigan. Uh, Michigan goes 9 nothing at the end. Boy, I was excited. I could hear it in your voice, the excitement. Bears go up by, I think it was four late, and they had worked their way into a really good spot, and it just didn't finish well. I mean, it looked like they were going to – I mean, the way it was going, at least it felt like it, Derek, it was like Baylor was going to take control of that game. And then on a dime, Michigan hit a – they at least hit maybe a couple threes in that stretch. And it just immediately killed Baylor's momentum. I mean, I think Baylor may have taken a six-point lead. You'll remember off the top of your head. But it was it was fairly – you know, it was kind of like they were maybe going to take control, and then they ripped it back. Now, Bickle – Caitlin Bickle fouling out of that game – she was having another really good game against Villanova. She had uh, 18 points, 12 rebounds. I mean, she obviously brings mm-hmm. a lot to the table. Walk, those of us who didn't pay the $100 for Flow TV, <laughs> um, walk, walk us through what was um, what, what led to the technical. So they, they must, she got a foul, and then did, did she go right at the official? I'm just kind of curious because no. I, I, I'm just kind of wondering exactly what led to her being out of that game. Well, you know, honestly, we were a little confused over on the sideline at what happened when it happened. Now, two things happened. So, and and this was really a pivotal point in the ball game. Now, even after she uh, she was disqualified with five fouls, Baylor had plenty of chances to win. Now, I think if yeah. she's able to stay in, good chance Baylor wins. But that's not as so much of an excuse because the Bears had plenty of chances. But you look at Caitlin Bickle. Went right at Leah Brown. Leah Brown is that player who, no matter what her numbers are, has an impact on the game. She's very aggressive. She's fiery. Michigan feeds off of her. She's a great passer. So she has four fouls. She picks up her fourth foul. Caitlin at the other end. The Bears go right at her. Close play. Caitlin is called for an offensive foul. Brown goes down. She's celebrating. Caitlin said a little something, but it didn't look out of the ordinary the, the official yeah. said that she said something there were people everyone was talking and really there had been a lot of talking the whole game leah brown had certainly been talking the whole game but caitlin said a little something and set the ball down right in front of brown and somewhere in there a tech was called uh. and so the foul was caitlin's fourth the, the personal foul was caitlin's fourth yeah the technical foul was her fifth and she was gone actually for whatever this is worth the the promoter came up and was chatting with the broadcasters after the game and he was saying he was kind of frustrated he's like we want to see the players play not get ejected on ticky tack stuff so you know that's just one person's opinion who obviously had an interest in seeing the players out there as the promoter but I think it was kind of one of those things and I don't know what was said but you kind of would hope in those situations there'd be a little restraint Baylor certainly missed her but that's a big uh, that's a big stretch in the game to disqualify a, a player for something that really there'd been a lot of chirping in a very physical game throughout. So, and Baylor obviously missed her. She was plus eight, uh, plus minus. She was plus eight in a game that Baylor lost by nine. Yeah, that that was uh, that was rough. I bet that promoter was happy he wasn't the promoter on that Las Vegas women's uh, tournament. 
Wow, I'm sure you've seen <laughs> some of those pictures. Uh, just kind of an embarrassment in a ballroom at the Mirage. I, I, I'm sure you saw the story. They said, uh, they said uh, we will not be coming back there next year. <laughs> like, yeah. you think? Well, and, you know, and, the thing, a, a lot of those are in ballrooms. Like, we played yeah. last year in a ballroom, but there's there's stands, there's temporary bleachers. You know, the Battle for uh-huh. Atlantis is, is – um, is in a ballroom, but you wish they'd had bleachers. And also, I think the bigger thing that got lost is there wasn't a lot of security around and Mm. there wasn't an EMT. So when a player was hurt, they had to wait 50 minutes. And that's not (laughs) – that doesn't make for a good visual, but that almost seems like a bigger deal than, you know, than the the, the backdrop. Yeah, and and one of the broadcasters said that the players were asked to bring hand towels from their rooms – they did not have enough towels on hand for the players. I mean, you know, it's just, I mean, it really is embarrassing uh, because, you know, we take all these steps forward and we promote women's basketball and it's an exciting brand of basketball. And then some, you know, knucklehead puts on something like that and it's an embarrassment for, for everyone involved, mainly the people putting on the uh, tournament. By the way, uh, Derek, yeah. did you um, – what did you think of the uh, – I don't think I've gotten to talk to you since Baylor kind of wrapped up its baseball recruiting class. And I, I know there's certain things. I think now that they're signed, you could maybe comment on, on some of this. But I, I'm just kind of curious. I saw a lot of pitching. And, and, of course, they'll go Juco route. I mean, my gosh, Mitch is certainly going to do that. And, and he'll even do some transfer portal work. But it still seems like the lifeblood is going to be these high school players. What was kind of your overall take on, on the group they just brought in? It seems like a really strong group, particularly uh, in, in, in the context of uh, Mitch's first year here. And I know he's happy with the response. You know, you're kind of taking a leap of faith with a first-year coach at a program. And there's some real talent there. You mentioned you mentioned pitching. There's some really good, certainly some good numbers that when that you see in high school and in you know in travel ball. And there's some measurables that you like when you look at some of these players that Baylor Baylor brought in. You've got you know some guys who are you know six three two twenty. You've got some left-handers in there. You've got uh, a good uh, a good nucleus to build the program on as they come in down the line and join it with the guys who are who are already here and you know you can never have enough pitching you can never have enough left-handers in particular and you know when you've got the height and when you've got some of those measurables like velocity and, and good stuff the coaches can work with you on on becoming a college athlete a premier college athlete and whether it's mindset whether it's just uh, the approach day by day. But he was able to recruit some things that you can't coach, and I think that's exciting to see uh, with this first class he brought in. All right. Are you able to announce what bowl game we're going to, or are you going to sit on that news? I, I wish I knew. I will be uh, I will be awaiting Sunday night to find out. Or I, assume, okay. I don't know. I feel like in the past years, it's sometime around Saturday or Sunday we've always found yeah. out. So yeah, we, will, okay. uh, we will find out then. But, yeah, I feel like it'll be a good month for the Bears to practice and get away from the grind and – hopefully close out this year uh, year strong. I hope there's a central national bank tailgate no matter where they end up. That's really that's really my focus. All well, right. I'm really and fond it, of the I'm really fond of the organizer of that tailgate. So we'll uh we'll, we'll talk to her about it. Talk talk to her about that. Uh, she, my, my wife Veronica for those who are, who don't know. I think she would like me to stick to my own tailgate, but I uh I do I do tend to show up over there and boy 
uh, Veronica and uh, and Brian Fonville and the whole group, Joe Nesbitt. What a fun group, and we always enjoy it. And, of course, they are the presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show, so there's great symmetry there. Derek, um, uh, great to have you back in town, and uh, I hope uh, you and Veronica are able to maybe have a late uh, Thanksgiving celebration, and I uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Hey, that sounds good, Matt. I appreciate it. We will do that, and I look forward to talking to you again here. All right, there he goes, Derek Smith, uh, joining us. Uh, he does the uh, Baylor baseball, Baylor women's basketball, and uh, a host of other things on campus. He's got some other gig too. I mean, my gosh, they've got him. They've got him doing everything. But uh, he, the man likes work. Okay, he just does not like much downtime, and that's a good thing. That's that's the way uh, colleges like it. All right, it's the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN. Central Texas, it's time for Campus Confidential. And I think Aaron Sexton will have quite a few firings and hirings to announce. That's next. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Snap back to Prescott. He's got a lot of time. Only heard here. Deep down the right side. Oh, it's caught at the 45, 40. All season. Pollard, 20, 10. Pollard. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the Indianapolis Colts. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Colts, Sunday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Tis the season to give, and it's okay to get. Get holiday gift cards from La Fiesta, Way Cool Tacos, and Village Pizzeria. Purchase $50 in gift cards and get $10 free for yourself or for someone else. And don't forget, it's tamale time. Choose from delicious pork or chicken tamales. Order yours online at LaFiesta.com. Merry Christmas from your friends at La Fiesta. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. My house has a
with replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Lockridge Priest has been providing HVAC, plumbing, and electrical services for over 50 years, serving all of Central Texas for your residential and commercial needs. This family-owned and operated company has skilled and knowledgeable technicians to help you with all your heating, AC, plumbing, and electrical needs. Hot season is here, and if you have issues with your AC, call Lockridge Priest at 254-772-0670. That's 254-772-0670 or Lockridge ridgepriest.com Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Eagles rolled past the Packers on Sunday night football. Aaron Rodgers left the game with a rib injury. Eagles win 40-33. Tonight on Monday night football, Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. Kick at 7-15 on ESPN. AP poll has Georgia at number one, followed by Michigan at two, TCU three, and USC at four. Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Washington, and Clemson round out the top ten. College football playoff ranking show comes out tomorrow night. UMHB will host round three of the NCAA playoffs at Crusader Stadium after the crew beat Trinity 24-17 and Bethel beat Linfield 31-13. UMHB and Bethel will kick off at noon on Saturday, pregame at 11.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Dallas Mavericks went 0-3 on the road trip and now will sign Kimba Walker, a four-time All-Star, to try to help the offense. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential. Our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley. As we come to you on a very busy Monday, lots of going on in college football with the seasons uh, ending for many new coaches arriving. And, uh, oh, in fact, one that we know really, really well. In fact, I've visited with him over the weekend uh, to congratulate him. Uh, Aaron, take it over as we begin today's Campus Confidential. Former Baylor coach and Carolina Panther coach Matt Rule was announced as Nebraska's new head coach over the weekend and details by Athletic Director Trev Alberts about his contract released today. Eight-year contract worth $74 million, which is $9.25 million per year. Alberts said it's 90% guaranteed with some deferred that can be earned every two years 
He'll have a $7 million pool for assistant coaches, which is an increase of a million and a half. And he will be the second highest paid coach in the Big Ten behind Mel Tucker and the fifth highest paid coach in the country behind Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, Kirby Smart, Brian Kelly, and Jimbo and, and, and just ahead of Jimbo Fisher and Ryan Day. Wow. I mean, if you if your contract moves you ahead of Jimbo's, you are doing something right. You're making some coin. And I you know, to you know, generally if somebody's kind of on the rebound as Matt is, I mean you would think you might not have to pay them such a premium. First of all, how laughable is it that anybody's behind Mel Tucker at Michigan State? Now, that'll change quickly. That'll change soon because uh, Harbaugh um, is going to uh, his second uh, playoff appearance in as many years, and he he deserves to be, uh, for now, I mean, he's he deserves to be the highest-paid coach in the, uh, in the Big Ten. But uh, I did get to exchange... Uh, text messages with matt the other day matt rule congratulated him he's very excited to be back in and of course it was his work at baylor from one and eleven to a i guess it was a seven win season to a you know going to 11 win season and going to the sugar bowl in 2019 that provided him with all these opportunities and that's how he ended up getting Boy, the Giants wanted him. Other teams wanted him in the NFL. And for whatever reason, it did not work out. Still, obviously, people think enough of him to, uh, to get behind him. And, and, uh, and I, you know, I'm excited for him to have that opportunity. I mean, it's a – I was thinking today whether Nebraska is a tougher job or Stanford. In some ways, it, it, you could make the argument either way. The, the, the better job, and of course Stanford's come on because David Shaw resigned. He needed to be fired anyway, but he has stepped down. And Stanford's tough, and, and Harbaugh did a great job there. And Shaw had a pretty good run, and then things got away from him. The better part about the Stanford job is if you could even just get it back to like six or seven wins, they'd be okay. Nebraska has some kind of warped view of itself <laughs> where they they still think they're supposed to be Tom Osborne 25 years ago. And th- so you don't have a lot of leeway, although Frost was so bad that I do think Rule will get some time. And there'll be some time to kind of do it his way. And then, Aaron, I also, just to add to your reporting um, today, that uh, that Evan Cooper, who was with him at Baylor is going to be on his staff and he was a recruiting coordinator and I believe the DB's code he was DB's but tremendous recruiter and um and but I say DB's I actually I think he focused on recruiting but he is going to be with Rule uh on this staff and then of course Rule will start to put the old gang back together wouldn't be surprised to see Phil Snow back in, and you'll just see across the board a lot of uh, a lot of folks. I'm trying to think if he might try to grab anybody from the Baylor staff that remained, but there were only only Joey stayed. It may be interesting if he came after Sean 
Um, Sean's got so much loyalty to Baylor, but I do think uh, I do think Sean Bell's going to be a play caller and get a chance to be an OC at some point, and so that would be really interesting to see because uh, Rule still has a great affinity for Sean and, and of course, Joey, who's at Tech now, uh, Coach Wetzel, who's still at Baylor, all those folks who joined him to get the Baylor program turned around uh, when, when things uh, bottomed out in 2016 uh, due to the scandal. All right, uh, Aaron, what else do you have for us? I know we've got a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff floating around out there. Yeah, just uh, real quick, a couple of big-time jobs have been filled yesterday and today. Wisconsin hired Cincinnati's Luke Fickle yesterday. And breaking news today, it's not a shock. It's been rumored for a couple of days, but uh, Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze will take the Auburn job. And people should remember Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss. They put together some pretty good teams, had very exciting offense. And, in fact, Ole Miss and Mississippi State at the same time were – I mean, they were – that was when the uh, coach who went to Florida was still at uh, Mississippi State. You remember, Aaron, and they were one and two in the country at one point. Ole Miss and Mississippi State were. And that was when Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss. Now, what was he known for? Well, I mean – Certainly accused of all kinds of uh, NCAA violations, but of course now it's harder to get in trouble for that because it's more of an open type deal now. Also, got in, what really got him fired was some phone calls he made, and it turned out he had uh, uh, maybe been calling an escort service and uh, had some stuff going on, some extramarital uh, type issues that uh, that which again. A little bit shocking with all the other stuff he was doing that that's what took him down uh but it did and he ends up going to liberty where they believe in grace aaron especially if you're a really good football coach and um and that was uh, baylor's former uh, athletic director ian mccall who is still a friend of mine so i don't want to i don't want to bang on ian too much but uh ian brought hugh freeze in and now Liberty has an opening, as well as Cincinnati. And by the way, that Liberty job is pretty good. Liberty jobs, I mean, you know, and I, because you've got, um, I mean, Hugh Freeze had a good run there, and they've got a lot of uh, got a lot of resources, and they pour it into it, and so they bring in good coaches, and I think they'll do the same. So somebody will go take that Liberty job. It's a pretty good job. Texas A&M has fired offensive coordinator Daryl Dickey. Dickey had joined the staff from Memphis a few years ago, was let go this year, but Dickey not the play caller. Obviously, Jimbo Fisher calls his own play. The CBS plays the uh, CBS article that I that was one of the first ones that I read said that this could clear the way for him to hire an offensive coordinator to call plays, but that's not in any other article. I, I don't know. I don't think Jimbo's mentioned that, and honestly, I don't see it happening. Well, I mean, that would appease a lot of uh, folks who are angry. But again, one of the great things about coaching at A&M, yeah, people make fun of you when you don't do well and you don't meet expectations and they make fun of your contract and all that because you're in the SEC. But you have 
a very loyal fan base. Like, this season gets him fired at Auburn and other places. At A&M, I mean, if you beat Alabama uh, every once in a while, this year they got close, big win over LSU. Um, Aggies are they're a really interesting bunch because, yes, they want to win, and they don't like the season they had, but they don't hate it enough to behave like LSU and Auburn fans. That's not who they are. And they're so loyal to the university. This is a loyal, loyal fan base that they have a hard time just completely turning on coaches as quickly as Florida, Um, you know, Auburn, schools like that, Ole Miss. They'll turn on you in a heartbeat. Now, I think Kiffin is smart to have worked this deal. Auburn, I think, wanted Kiffin. And he's now worked this into a, uh, a long-term great deal at Ole Miss. You got a lot more leeway. I mean, that Auburn is a better job in the sense that people care more and it's, it's just a bigger deal than, than being a coach at Ole Miss. But as far as, like, job stability and, and, and just life, uh, I think Ole Miss is a way better job because they'll run you out of town so fast in Auburn. Oh, my goodness. If I were Liberty, I would load up. I don't even want to say it, but there's a Baylor coach that they probably should come after. But um, I hope they don't. I hope he stays with us, uh, at least for another season. But we have a really, really fine uh, assistant coach. All right, um, Aaron, let's uh, let's talk some Aggies. We just talked some Aggies there. Let's go to our Aggies insider, who's in College Station today, covering all this breaking news. Aggies, be by the dial. We're gonna we're gonna try to find out who your next offensive coordinator is and whether Jimbo will give up play calling. That's next. <laughs> Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Dalton Schultz, who scored twice in Thursday's win over the Giants, talks about the stretch run of the season right after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. The Cowboys are 8-3 and three following Thursday's win over the Giants in which tight end scored three touchdowns, two of them by Dalton Schultz, who believes in the coach's axiom that a team's true identity isn't defined till after Thanksgiving, which he says means the Cowboys' arrow is pointing up. I feel like we're just starting to get the ball rolling. And, I mean, that's dangerous, especially when you get into late November, December, and, you know, your team starts hitting peaks. Like, that's really what we're playing for. We're playing against ourselves. We're playing to, to improve 
on, on what we've done every single week and, you know, regardless of the score. The flu has sidelined several players over the past couple weeks, so the team is meeting today virtually. They'll be back on the practice field Wednesday, preparing for this weekend's visit by the Indianapolis Colts. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report, brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcarr.com. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team, ESPN Central Texas. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Line Foundation's annual membership drive. Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com. Everyone at Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac, loves giving back to the Central Texas community. Once again, they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps' Toys for Tots campaign, and they're asking for you to participate. Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 9th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy for Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac, and drop it in the bed of the 2023 GMC Sierra Crew Cab pickup truck on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute those toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from the dealership, Richard Carr will purchase $100 worth of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one EasyGo golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of EasyGo and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. The Mart Panther Club proudly supports all Mart High School students in all sports by raising money to ensure that student athletes have the equipment and tools needed to compete at the highest level. Ask how you can get involved with the Mart Panther Club. The Mart Panther Club wishes the best of luck to the eight-time state champion Mart Panther football team in their quest for another state title. There's no better place to watch the big game than Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse. 
And they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, $3.50 single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2.50 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Man, thanks to all our sponsors. This is a... Uh, this is a, a fun show to do, and we've got unbelievable sponsors. And, of course, Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor. But throughout the year, on all these uh, all these uh, pregame shows, like our Baylor um, uh, pregame show, I mean, we've just had such incredible sponsors. Of course, uh, the presenting sponsor of that one is the Office of Baylor Alumni, uh, uh, Doug Furch and his whole crew, but boy, but with Craig Cherry and I mean, right on down the line, the Wimpies, uh, the uh, Wimpy Insurance Agency, and that whole gang, Tyler Wimpy, Joe Wimpy, um, great, uh, great, and Aaron, our uh, our man. For some reason, I was going to tell you, um, Travis says he's been answering, but something may be going on with the phone line so he's attempting to answer but for some reason um let me see um, he's texting me as we speak here our five o'clock guest is travis brown from the eagle we are endeavoring to get him on um surely the phone lines will not fail us but um interesting i don't know what's i don't exactly know what's going on but we'll continue to try to get travis on maybe i'll just text him I'll ask him some questions via text, and he can uh, he can weigh in. But uh, anyway, we're having a little trouble connecting with Travis, but we will continue to do so. The news, just to reset it for you, Daryl Dickey is out as the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. What does the offensive coordinator do at Texas A&M? Well, just they report to uh, help put the game plan together and uh, and get it in the hands of Jimbo. And Jimbo goes out, calls all the plays. And, of course, the Aggies are hoping maybe maybe it's time for another play caller. Tell you the best thing that will help a play caller is a fun young quarterback. And, uh, oh, good. All right. Uh, he, he was ready. He was ready for us. He just wanted this to be very dramatic. Travis Brown from the Eagle. That fine newspaper in, uh, the, in Bryan College Station. Uh, and... Uh, Travis, good to visit with you, and um, I, I would imagine this kind of a interesting day in Aggieland on a lot of fronts. A a firing has occurred. Uh, I guess technically maybe he stepped away, but Daryl Dickey is out as the offensive uh, coordinator. But I, t- I was talking earlier, the Aggies, as you well know, Travis, it's a loyal group, 
And if you give them one really nice win every now and then, it's funny how they'll kind of everybody kind of settles down. And I, I, I was sensing just tons of of good feelings and what a way to end the season. I, in some ways, Jimbo has one of the best jobs in the country because I promise you, at Auburn and some of these other places, they I just don't think the fan base reacts quite like this. Is that uh, am I on to something? Yeah, it's interesting uh uh situation there it, it is you know you, you gotta you gotta field storming with a five win season you do beat the number five <laughs> team in the nation it is just a, a a really interesting and weird way to cap off what was a weird season uh here here in Aggieland. but you know a, a a top five win i think it was like the sixth highest margin of victory against an ap top 10 team in a an a- 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 history that that'll That'll leave a that'll cleanse the palate heading into next. Yeah, and there there was some uh, palate cleansing needed based on 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 where this thing has been headed. Now, what famously happens this time of year is the head coaches that maybe have enormous buyouts and aren't going to get fired, like Jimbo, will throw somebody overboard. And Dickey is the first name. Uh, to be thrown out there, some I see this all the time in uh, in NFL circles. Somebody gets fired, and you can call them a scapegoat, call them whatever you want, but it, it somewhat appeases the fandom. I don't think firing Dicky, uh, Daryl Dicky, the uh, uh, the offensive coordinator, is going to do that, especially since he doesn't call the plays. Um, what do you sense is going to be the move for the Aggies here? Because most big-time offensive coordinator names or hires are going to want to call plays. And at least up until now, that doesn't happen with Jimbo. Um, what are you kind of hearing in the early hours of this, uh, what will soon be an, an all-on uh, offensive coordinator search? Because quite honestly, A&M never minds paying top dollar to these coordinators. The problem with Jimbo, again, is the coordinator is not going to have as much say-so as other coordinators do. Well, see, that's the, that's the deal here. This isn't the typical uh, scapegoat. Uh, the offense wasn't good, so let's, let's make a change kind of deal. This was Jimbo Fisher clearing some room to, to hire an offensive coordinator that will be the play calling uh, uh the play caller moving forward, uh, Jimbo should uh, move into that CEO type role and, and let someone else with a little bit of uh, uh, some, a little bit of a, a modernized new approach to offense uh, move in. That, that's what everyone is expecting down here in, in Aggieland. So uh, definitely some people to uh, to look out for. Uh, you know, the the guy that that this is just my own personal opinion, but the guy that kind of sticks out to me that seems like it would be the right mix of a little bit of modernization, but sticking with what uh, Jimbo Fisher kind of likes to do a little bit would be the Longo out at uh, uh, North Carolina. Uh, I mean, a lot of people in these parts of the uh, these parts of the state would would sure like to see TCU's Garrett Riley come down here, but I, I think that that would be a little bit too far of a departure of what Jimbo Fisher likes to do and is comfortable with uh, with with that tempo and and throwing it around like that. It'll be interesting to see, but you you would have to think this roster move would be to clear the path to bring in uh, some 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 new ideas and some, some new play calling moving forward. 
You know, one of my Aggie buddies, uh, who's somewhat of a prominent booster, was uh, saying that uh, he admires Jeff Grimes, the Baylor offensive coordinator. Now, again, I don't know if what he does uh with 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 his running game and everything the rvo that baylor has i don't know if it totally fits what jimbo has and quite honestly i think he's got a shot to to be a head coach i don't know if it'll be in this cycle it might be in a future cycle but uh, just a name if you're kind of wanting to fill out your list although i should not try to help you with any of these baylor <laughs> names because We'd really like to hold on to Jeff Grimes, but I think, and of course, when you when you don't meet expectations like Baylor didn't, people are like, "What? What? what why Jeff Grimes?" Well, I mean, he he came in last year and was amazing. Now, I, so that's really interesting to me, Travis. Well, and, that and, you and Grimes oh. Grimes does have the A and M connection. He was a GA back in the ninety six ninety seven season, so he has been in Aguiland mm. before. Mm. Okay. I mean, that's a long time ago, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to encourage this too much. I'm, I feel like I shouldn't have mentioned this to you, uh, but I'm afraid you ha- you were already on to this since you had that connection. I had hoped to bury that connection. I uh, shouldn't have ever brought this up in the first place. Uh, talking to Travis Brown, um, and, and by the way, congratulations. Travis covers the Aggies, does a really nice job in uh, uh, for the Eagle. Uh, there in Bryan College Station, but went to TCU. That's where he graduated from. And the Horn Frogs took down, I mean, you can imagine, Travis. Uh, and, in fact, I meant to congratulate you. I try to congratulate all my buddies, even when they go to a place like that. Uh, so this is my on-air congratulations to you. But what an amazing season uh, for the Horn Frogs. And do you have a queasy feeling heading into this Big 12 championship, or at this point, is it all gravy? Like, do you just feel like this has been so amazing, you're not getting caught up in it? Like, what are your feelings as the uh, as the Frogs get ready to take on the Wildcats again? Well, I, I guess this is actually my time on your show to eat a little bit of crow, because I think, you know, about, I don't know, a month ago when I was on here and you were asking me about the Horned Frogs, the, my, my take was I'm, I'm not sold on old uh, 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 Sonny Dykes until he, he shows that he can win in November, which is something he wasn't able to do at SMU. And uh, Sonny Dykes has been listening and, and you know, is, is uh, sticking the hypno-toad on me or, or something like that. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that, uh, you know, I think TCU got a lot of help with uh, with actually A&M beating LSU, with Clemson going down. I, I think that they're in a position where <laughs> – even if they lose a close game in Arlington, they probably sh- are, are going to make that, that, that final four field uh, with that win on Saturday and the little bit of help they got. But as, as, as anyone who follows the Frogs knows, the last time they were in this kind of hunt, uh, as was Baylor back in 2014, it was Ohio State that snuck in on that last uh, yeah. uh, rankings, and TCU fell, what was it, like six spots in the last week. So. Uh, you know, it's not over till it's over. Well, this time Ohio State doesn't have – they're not going up against Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. And Wisconsin laid down in that game, if you'll recall, and it was like 58 uh-huh. to nothing. And that, of course, hurt the Bears and the Frogs. And in the end, they put the Bears fifth and the Frogs sixth. But that was all window dressing. What would they have done uh, in a different situation? Had Wisconsin – well, we'll never know – 
uh, the answer to that. But uh, it is uh, it's really interesting to look at all this. Now, help us with the A and M as they. I mean, it's going to be a big search. There may be other moves on the staff. This is going to be uh, exciting to see. But the Aggies now have time to focus on this early signing period. And we can joke all we want about the enormous NIL money, and we know it's there. But this 2023 class, one of the things you're going to have to do is keep this ballyhooed class. I mean, what, what are you kind of anticipating from the transfer portal? Because so many of these players all season have been rumored to maybe be thinking about the portal. I was watching the other night thinking, wait, is that guy still – that guy's still playing for the Aggies. Like, our, our, what's a guy, Stewart? Man, great player. And and of course, if you can keep players like that, you you know you you might eventually get it figured out. Are you expecting a a mass exodus or kind of a normal exodus as far as uh, in the transfer portal, and then of course bringing people into the portal? I think it's going to be normal to just slightly above normal. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, I mean, Jimbo Fisher went out of his way. You, you, you know, in, in your time at, at press conferences, there's times when coaches, they have something they want to say in a press conference, and it doesn't yeah, really yeah. matter what's asked. They're going to get that. That happened after the game Saturday when uh, a question was asked just kind of innocuously about what it means, what, what it says about Devon A. Chain that he, uh, he, he could have hung it up, but he, he gutted it out and played in that game, and that was Jimbo Fisher's time to, to go on and on about how we, the media, were trying to tear this team down and say that they're they're uh, uh, disunified and all this, and they've been together since day one. And so, if he wants to, you know, Jimbo has spouted off about a lot of things in this last year that didn't wasn't necessarily true or came to fruition. Uh, and so, you can take that for whatever it's worth. But that being said, it does seem like the team, the, the core of the team, as is fought for each other and, and fought for the end of the season there. And a lot of guys could have given up and that, that win was, was a little bit telling. So I, I think there's probably something to be said that, that, you know, there was four of the freshmen and that came in in that class that got suspended twice and were suspended indefinitely. I, yeah. I would assume that you'd see those four guys go. Um, so, you know, already they have uh, five uh, players in the, uh, in the uh, transfer portal, one of them's a punter and one of them's a kicker. Uh, so that that's something too. But I think it's going to be your average what what we're going to see year in year out probably in the transfer mm. portal. But in, more interesting thing to me now is I want to see how much Jimbo Fisher dips into the transfer portal to get guys because really the, since they've been here, the only real transfer portal. Uh, impact guy was uh, 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 Johnson, the, the the offensive lineman they brought in for last season from Tennessee that didn't really pan out great, um, yeah. but they, they, they've really been high school heavy. So it'll be interesting to see how much they're going to have to fill some holes from the transfer portal this offseason. Well, in the excitement over Wegman finally getting in there, I know you and I had conversations about when that was going to happen. Well, it happened, and – of course, the last quarterback who had a huge win uh, ended up transferring out somewhere else. But this guy, it was such a big-time recruit that you know they're going to do everything in the world to keep him happy. And by all accounts, he is happy. And you can build on that kind of hope. Like when you have like a fun, young quarterback that, that the fan base is excited about, uh, that's, that's, a, uh, 
that that's that's something that people can get behind. And it sure seems like Travis that Wegman does some things that um, uh, that give reason for being excited about the future. Yeah, yeah, I think that he is he is going to be a guy. Uh, he, he is he manages he managed Fisher's offense uh, as well as Kellen Mond did, and it took Kellen Mond three years to kind of get to that point. Uh, in that game against LSU when he had all of his weapons back with him. Uh, you know, A-Chain and Evan Stewart were in and out for most of the time he had been uh, at quarterback and Moose Muhammad for the Auburn game. Uh, he, he was very short-staffed around him. So there's something to be said there. When, going back to the last question, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Haynes King uh, and, and Max Johnson. Now, Max Johnson yeah. transferred, um, but, but, you know, they had quarterback was a strength at least in, in debt per se, uh, you didn't have that situation where you're going to run someone just terrible out there. But it, it could be another situation next year if, if, if they do lose um, some of those guys. All right. Well, I was hoping you would at least have a fun men's basketball season. And then this team has been a little bit all over the place early in the season. But there's time. You never Things could settle down and fine. hopefully, yeah, maybe they'll, maybe they'll be, be okay. Fine. I, I, I t- the Baylor coaches were impressed um, during that private scrimmage and thought of them as a definite tournament team. So hopefully they'll get it going. I just saw the other night that they got beat by somebody like 105 to 103.75, and I thought, oh, man, I was hoping Travis would at least have some fun basketball to watch. But, uh, well, Travis, um, I appreciate it, and uh, good luck in the Big 12 uh, championship game. That seems like something – I don't know. Can you make an argument that you need to cover that for the Eagle? Well, I will actually be in Fort Worth on Saturday, but covering that A&M basketball team at Dickey's Arena playing Boise State. So maybe oh, I can gosh. hear the roar from, from you know, 40, 35 miles away or whatever it is. But, you know, I won't turn down an opportunity to go go see something at that Dickey's Arena. That, 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 is, a, uh, that is a fine <sighs> venue if I do say so myself. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to be so close, though, to where you need to be. Um, yeah, send me your editor's number. I'll maybe text him, and we'll get this all worked out. <laughs> all right, uh, tell your wife I said hi, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Will do. Thanks, Matt. There he goes. Travis Brown, our Texas A&M insider. And uh, good. I just thought our Aggies, they were excited about the win. They should have been. That was a good win over LSU. And let's uh, let's have some Aggies talk today. I think that, I think it's very appropriate. Right now, uh, we're going to need to do some Baylor talk, and I want to give you a chance to sound off. Um, I know people are upset about this quarterback. I have thoughts on Blake Shapen, uh, Kyron Drones, where I think all this is headed. Um, you want to talk play calling? You want to talk defense? There's a lot of different things to do. This was a very disappointing ending to the season. This team was uh, predicted to win another Big 12 title. It did not happen. Okay, I'll give you some of my thoughts on why that didn't happen, but I also want to give you a chance to sound off. You, the listener, the loyal listener, and uh, texter, it's 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. 1660 would love for you to call in or text in that is our cnc collision center text line we'll talk to you next this is the baylor sports beat a daily look inside baylor athletics here's the voice of the bears 
John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check. Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the long holiday weekend in Baylor Athletics, including Baylor football, women's basketball, and volleyball. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly... Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. The Black Friday sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels. Save big on our great selection of new cars and trucks, like the new 2022 Ram trucks. These legendary award-winning trucks are designed to be durable, functional, and stylish. Ram trucks give you that first-class feel with luxurious leather trim seating options, exceptional legroom, and storage. If we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can order it today. Shop an award-winning dealership with award-winning product. Allen Samuels and Waco, the place to shop Ram trucks. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor women's basketball number 21 in the nation wrapped up play in the Gulf Coast Showcase last night, playing in the championship game of the tournament, but falling to 22nd ranked Michigan, 84-75 the final. Baylor senior Jaden Owens had a career-high 22 in the game and was named the all-tournament team the Baylor women now 5-2 and two on the season, off until this upcoming Sunday, hosting Houston Christian in the Farrell Center. Meanwhile, Baylor men's basketball leaving town today. They'll play at Marquette tomorrow night. Also, Baylor volleyball closed the regular season with a 3-0 sweep of Kansas State Saturday in the Farrell Center. The Bears, 23-6 on the year, found out Sunday they're one of 16 national seeds. They'll host Stephen F. Austin, Colorado, and Rice first and second round action in the Farrell Center this weekend. Baylor will open against Stephen F. Austin at 7 p.m. on Thursday. And Baylor football closed the regular season with a 38-27 loss to Texas in Austin on Friday. The Bears now await their bowl destination. The broadcast on Friday wrapped up very succinctly by J.J. Joe, the color analyst on the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Yeah, it's just it's a hard ball game. You hate to see it end like that for the Bears, but... The Bears, I mean, they, they didn't lose because of the TCU hangle. I mean, Baylor came out, played fast, played heavy, you know, got a lead, uh, then came back, had a lead in the second half. But, but I think what we've kind of seen from this team is that they just really haven't had the ability to close games. And and that's just, that's indicative of this team. And uh, But they're really a lot of great football players, a lot of seniors playing their last regular season game. Uh, but hard-fought game, but UT, did, UT today was the better football team uh, when it came down to it. I mean, that happens sometimes, and uh, Baylor won last year, and this year UT gets it gets it coming back. So, uh, hate to hate to lose to UT ever, John, but it happens. That's J.J. Joe from Friday. The Bears closed the regular season 6-6 six and six on the year. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guy. Searching 
for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast, or even a bear yourself, join me, and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. This month, Alan Samuelson Wake is having the Black Friday sales event. You can save big on the new 2022 Ram 1500 Crew Cab with total values up to $4,250 with 2.9% for 72 months. That's right, plus an extra $500 bonus cash to first responders and no payments until January 2023. Shop an award-winning dealership with award-winning product. Alan Samuelson Waco, the place to shop Ram trucks. Come by, let's be friends. Genco's Black Friday Cyber Monday Auto Loan Special is here. Apply for your auto loan online and receive a 0.15% loan discount. Plus, every auto loan gets 90 days with no payments. Then have a chance to win 90 more days with no payments. Black Friday Cyber Monday only at Genco. This special runs till December 2nd. Every online application gets an additional discount plus 90 days no payments. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org, member NCUA. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. A story of first downs and second chances. Meet former pro football player Michael Robinson. I wanted to keep playing, but my feet hurt. And all those big league experts couldn't help? You have access to anything, but none of it worked. Finally, he got fitted with Good Feet Arch Supports. Let me tell you something. They work. Now, he recommends Good Feet to... Anybody. If you move, go to the Good Feet store. Sign up for your free fitting at goodfeet.com. The children's music and dance teacher who couldn't cha-cha. I was always on my feet. It was just so painful. Elisa couldn't let her students down. So she stepped up and went to the Good Feet store for personally fitted arch supports. I would work an entire day and my feet didn't hurt at the end of the day. That was when I knew, wow, these are different. But the really good part, it's good to be dancing together again. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by Good Feet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace, across from Lazy Boy. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by BP Services. The Eagles rolled past the Packers on Sunday night football. Aaron Rodgers left the game with a rib injury. Eagles win 40-33. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. Kick at 7-15 on ESPN. AP Poll has Georgia at number one, followed by Michigan at two, TCU three, and USC at four. Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Washington, and Clemson round out the top ten. College football playoff ranking show comes out tomorrow night. UMHB will host round three of the NCAA playoffs at Crusader Stadium after the crew beat Trinity 24-17 and Bethel beat Linfield 31-13. UMHB and Bethel will kick off at noon on Saturday, pregame at 11.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Dallas Mavericks went 0-3 on the road trip and now will sign Kimba Walker, a four-time All-Star, to try to help the offense. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
You know, that was interesting. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, on a Monday afternoon. And uh, we want your takes, your text, your calls even. Uh, love to hear your calls um, in talking about this Baylor loss on Friday, what it means moving forward, how much do you think can be accomplished in this bowl game, and where do you think – where is most of your disappointment on this season? Now, we just wrapped up some A&M talk. A&M, um, according to Travis Brown, will actually – Jimbo is looking to give up play calling. We shall see. Need to see it before I believe it. But because uh, these play callers, man, that's a hard thing to finally do. And nobody's actually making him do it. So let's see him do it. And, uh, I mean, I, we've seen it, Baylor – I mean, play calling, and I know people have had issues with some of the way things have gone this year, but I would say as far as production-wise, well, the running game at times this year was great for Baylor. Jeff Grimes came in, replaced a really bad situation, a two-win team, and last year they uh, have a uh, uh, arguably the best year in, in uh, Baylor history. So I think Jeff Grimes knows what he's doing, and that would be – what, 18 wins in two seasons? Um, would you take that? I think so. What is that, 20, right? No, six plus, yeah, 18 is correct. I, so, I, you know, there were moments, yeah, but I think part of it is having to manage a young quarterback. Baylor made a decision, and again, I'd love for you all to sound off on this because I know Kyron Drones came in, um, and that West Virginia game and looked good. He had a few series this season where he could run the ball, gives you the run option, maybe a little more athletic than Shapen. I don't think he has the arm talent that Shapen does, but he's got a big arm. I mean, he's got plenty of arm. Um, I mean, he's got all the measurables. I mean, he looks the part. Um, but and, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. I mean, they, you should compete. You should have a competition. But, I mean, Shapen... They picked him. I mean, they, they could have picked Gary Bohannon and gone with what got him there last year, and they decided we're going to bet on the long term. Did they know there would be this many bumps in the road? Maybe not, but they knew there would be some. And I, I'll just say this. Uh, Coach Grimes, he went through some of this with Zach Wilson at BYU, and you don't think that fan base, as nice as they are at times, you don't think they didn't get frustrated, some of the turnovers, some of the stuff that was going on. And then Zach Wilson ends up playing himself into a top five NFL draft pick. I mean, he I mean, he became a – and, again, it hasn't gone smoothly yet in the NFL, but you can't argue with the fact that the guy was a phenomenal – in fact, he, he was one of the best BYU quarterbacks – to come out of there in many, many years. I mean, they've had a few NFL quarterbacks over the last 10, 15 years, but this guy took you back even further to the, the, the glory years. Detmer and, boy, Steve Young before that, Jim McMahon, of course, Gifford Nielsen. I mean, you could go on and on. Wilson brought back those sorts of memories. And so they had to ride it out with him when he was kind of had a gunslinger mentality. So – I think the quarterback is going through some stuff in terms of he's trying to lead. He he wants to still be a gunslinger at times, and then sometimes he's not showing enough confidence. Like he some of those 
deep balls. He's either late on or he's not stepping into it. He's trying to guide it some. When the guy cuts it loose, he's obviously got all sorts of talent. And I think it'd be a shame to give up on a guy because they only won six games this year. How many could they have won? Well, I mean, my gosh, they had six losses. And only one time did they just get their rears kicked. Another time they kind of got their rears kicked. So let's give them the Oklahoma State and Kansas State losses. And the other four were were up for grabs in a lot of ways. These are games that came down to the fourth quarter, and the Bears did not get it done. Okay, the TCU game should have won it. Up 28-20, find a way. Find a way to protect that. They did not get it done. But to put this disappointing season and just say, well, it's all shaping, to me, that's too easy. That's too simple. Does he bear some of the blame because he plays the most important position? Sure, sure. But too many times this season with incredible players on the defensive line, Apuika, I mean, Gabe Hall, T.J. Franklin. I mean, these are big-time players. Utley's a good player. I mean, it just you go right down the line, they just are stacked. And, and they can run people in there. And they got pass rushers like Bryson Jackson. And, and they had players develop at linebacker. I mean, they, they again, there's some really, really fun things. I mean, Dylan Doyle, obviously, tremendous leader on that defense. They left too much on the table. I mean, they got one more shot for this year's team. And honestly, this needs to be, I mean, and, and another thing, the other point I would make is, I mean, this is soon we will start seeing more and more of the Aranda era players, the all those players that got drafted, that was um, in you know two straight years of, of getting those guys that were on the great 2019 team, um, all brought in in rules first class. All right, that big time defensive line that was so great. Those were rule players. The next year, those were rule players. All right, and so we have to see if Aranda can take his own players. And um, and get it done. Now, he took somebody else's great talent. And, I mean, you, you got to give him credit because Jalen Petrie didn't become Jalen Petrie until that unbelievable season he had in his senior year at Baylor, playing for Dave Aranda. So I can give Rule the credit for identifying and bringing in these great players, but J.T. Woods and others who became tremendous leaders and players, uh, the running back Abram Smith, I mean, they they may have recruited him, uh, you know. Rule did, but it, it was it was um, it was Jeff Grimes and 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 Aranda and, and that whole gang who got him going. So there's a lot at play here. There's a lot of moving parts, is what I'm getting at. Now, you want to call in? You want to talk about this? Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Was this just? Was this a? nothing but disappointment or did you at least see enough signs to make you feel okay about next season what are the changes that need to happen um i again i don't there are going to be people and boy i see some of these people out here some of them are too young to have covered anything and so have not a lot of context so the first time they see a quarterback have a rough time give me a new quarterback give me a new quarterback now that's not only young people by the way that's all ages sit out there and do that about a quarterback. And the second guessing on Bohannon is I understand it. Gary Bohannon was an incredible leader. There was there were bound to be 
some some fall off in going from a great leader like that to a young gun like Shapen? Was there? Did we predict and and know that we maybe the coaches knew more of the fall off than the fans and the media did? I I did not expect it. Now the one thing I will point to that I did say, and Aaron, you'll you'll back me up on this. I was one of the few voices talking about the lack of uh, skill positions, the lack of um, depth or the lack of experience there at wide receiver and running back. And I do think some of that came to bear. Now, Richard Reese, really, really good. Quaylen did some great things. Squirrel did some great things. The, uh, the receivers came along. Okay, were they great and consistent all season? Absolutely not. Did they miss Taekwon and Estrada and Abram and Ebner? You bet they did. I mean, how could we have not seen some fall off coming? We chose to believe that great depth at D-line and O-line were going to carry the day. But when you lose great experience in your defensive backfield, your secondary, on, on in your quarterback, and your other skill positions, there's going to be some problems. All right, Aaron, what do we have on the uh, on the text line as people uh, start to weigh in? 254-662-1660. Uh, all from the 254, one says, as a grad slash fan, I never understood the QB decision. We had an experienced QB with a winning record. We gave up on him from a, for an unproven QB. I guess the thought was for the future when today's college is about putting your best option forward, not mad. Because I know we'll be much better next year when Shapin gets his starts. Um, another one asked what happened to Armani Winfield. Obviously, the uh, high, high, highly rated receiver mm-hmm. that Baylor signed last year. And then also from the 254, all we needed was one first down. They used their timeouts. QB has to get tough and bull his way for the first down. What a shame we had the TCU game, but no killer instinct on yeah. this team. Yeah. Well, that that's an interesting point on that last one. That's one thing Shapin's having to learn because one point in that game they're talking about, TCU, he did put his shoulder down and went through somebody. Did they need him to try to power for one late? Yeah. Do they try to get it ingrained in him to slide? You know, certain times you do have to give yourself up. Sometimes you don't. I would just say this. The slide rule – in college football, where they spot the ball is so arbitrary and so ridiculous. You'll look, you'll see what you think is like a 10-yard carry, and it'll be a 3-yard carry because they mark it where you literally started to think about giving yourself up, not actually even where you start the slide. It's like where you kind of thought about it, they'll, they'll try to go mark it back. I, I, this is some kind of point of emphasis. It's become almost comical. As J.J. Joe shared with us recently, and I saw Blake do it in this game, you can sort of give yourself up and fall forward. And I thought he did a good job of it at times in the Texas game. On that one series, would you have liked to see him actually, you know, not slide and and go for it? You bet. You bet. I mean, there are certain points of the game you can't really give yourself up. you got to go for the win. And, and I think he is still learning that. It's just hard to remember that he, he, was, he played sporadically as a freshman, played brilliantly in the first half of the title game, 
Okay, he played, started the one game against Texas Tech, and he had to get thrown into the K-State game. So he barely had any experience. He starts this year, and we really expected him to start where Gary left off. Gary had been in the program for four seasons, incredible leader. I mean, again, there was always going to be a fall-off. We just we kind of disregarded it based on how Shapen looked in limited time. And so he ends up taking his lumps. The hope is that he's really, really good next season, and all of this leads to something. Uh, and, and he learns from all of this because I promise you, I mean, it's really interesting how all this plays out. The Michigan quarterback who led them to the uh, into the finals last year into the playoff uh, hit the portal today, Aaron, and they got a new young guy who helped lead them against Ohio State. Uh, you know, even when they didn't have a run game the other day in the first half, they ran for like 14 yards, and the guy made some great plays in the pass game, and then they started running it in the second half. Well, that dude wasn't even – think about it. Michigan had their starter. The guy's name was what, McNamara? I mean, he leads them to the Final Four last year, and today he enters the portal. These things can change in a hurry. Will Drones be patient and wait for his chance? Will Kyron Drones be – be you know have the ability to fight it out with Shapen. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of think what they'll do for the benefit of the team is is because the team really did kind of try to rally around Blake. I think they'll say heading into the spring that this is Blake's job to lose. That doesn't mean he doesn't have to compete. And then Drones has to make the decision could I go somewhere and have a better chance to start? Because what Drones has to know is that Novasad, the kid from Dripping Springs, the four-star big-time quarterback who may end up a five-star, who knows, is on his way in. And the minute he hits campus, there's going to be people in his corner. When is Novasad going to start? So could Drones be the odd man out? I hope not, but it certainly bears watching all right it is uh, good talk glad uh, thanks for all our texters we'll uh, if we have a couple more i'll try to get to them in the dismount which we'll do next game time weekdays at 7 a.m on espn central texas Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. It's fall, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October, and the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors, 
that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by BP Services. The Eagles rolled past the Packers on Sunday night football. Aaron Rodgers left the game with a rib injury. Eagles win 40-33. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. Kick at 7-15 on ESPN. AP Poll has Georgia at number one, followed by Michigan at two, TCU three, and USC at four. Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Washington, and Clemson round out the top ten. College football playoff ranking show comes out tomorrow night. UMHB will host round three of the NCAA playoffs at Crusader Stadium after the crew beat Trinity 24-17 and Bethel beat Linfield 31-13. UMHB and Bethel will kick off at noon on Saturday, pregame at 11.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Dallas Mavericks went 0-3 on the road trip and now will sign Kimba Walker, a four-time All-Star, to try to help the offense. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, we do have to say goodnight as uh, the coaching carousel continues. As of now, West Virginia had a little bit of a rally late in the season. It looked like uh, it looked like our old friend Neil Brown was headed for uh, the end, but. Uh, it, uh, it looks like he might have rallied. They may not do it, although they have a new AD, so he'll make the call on that. And then uh, Deion Sanders has confirmed that he's been offered 
the Colorado job. And, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. I never would have thought this would have happened for a once proud program, but I get it. Dion is flashy and he's exciting and he's everything that Colorado is not. So if you really don't have any other choice but to try something outside the box in prime time would probably give that school a chance. Everybody have a tremendous evening. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 4 o'clock straight up from the Baylor Club. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody's ever check Big 12 football on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll look at the players of